Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. DeRose. We're continuing a series of shows from the venue of Spokane, Washington. We're in a convention center here where the International ASI Convention is being held. The show is being recorded in August of 2015. And across from me right now are some folks that are experts when it comes to an area of health that we often don't speak enough about. It's financial health. Al and Bonnie Navarro. Al and Bonnie, glad to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you so much. It's a privilege. Bonnie, Al was uh, with me for a short segment on another program, and uh, he gave us some hope that we might have his uh, lawyer wife with us. It's great to actually have you behind the mic. It's really good to be here. Thanks. So, Bonnie, you have a legal practice that is focused, am I correct, pretty much exclusively on estate planning, wills, trusts, things of that nature? Correct. You've been helping people as well as organizations with this process. Correct. Al, from your perspective, why is it so important that we address this topic on this show? Because people, whether they know it or not, need a plan. If you don't have a plan, I say you're planning to fail. Hmm. So for financial matters, it's essential. Okay. So, Bonnie, you've been doing this for a long time. You have the success stories that I'm sure you could tell us, but you've probably also come across some people who did just what Al mentioned. They failed to plan. Do you have some tragic stories you can tell us if I don't have a will or think about these things? I have one very tragic story for when I was in private practice. Um, I had a client come in who was wanting to make some very major changes in how she was going to distribute her assets. Mm -hmm. We worked together for a while. She was uh, wanting, she had a child who was a special needs child who needed some care. Mm -hmm. She had um, a bunch of charities that she wanted to to, to leave a legacy with. Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked together. We had gotten the draft of the document done and she was preparing to sign it. And I was at home one morning and had turned on the television, which I don't usually do, but mm-hmm. I was listening to the news before I left for the office. And I had heard that there was a tragedy that had taken place in the, in the town next to us. And I started to listen to it. And the more I listened to it, it started to sound very familiar. By the time I was done with the newscast, it turned out that my client had been murdered. Oh, my. Uh, in, and... Um, what happened was since those documents were not done, her wishes weren't carried through. She had procrastinated for a long time wow. to sign them. Uh-huh. And because she didn't sign them, her son was not cared for in the manner that she wanted. Uh, her other family members were not remembered in the manner she wanted. And the charities that she wanted to leave funds to didn't receive it because without a completed document, as Al's already mentioned, there is a plan that your assets get distributed, but uh-huh. it's according to where you live. The state determines who gets what and how much. Oh, okay. So there's just a, a formula. So yes. So if you've got four kids, uh, 
each one is going to get some equal distribution? Is Maybe. To- um, it, de- it depends on the jurisdiction, the state in which you live. Depends on how many other family members there are. Depends okay. on what the blood relationship is. Huh. Um, there is a whole outline in each state as to how it's distributed. And they're not identical. You okay. would think they are, but they're not. And it matters where your place of residence is or where you died? Where your residence is. Okay. So it doesn't matter if I'm uh, traveling to New York State. If I die in New York, but my residence was in California, California has the, the word. California has the word. Okay. Now, Al, I'm thinking that some people listening today are saying, well, what? I mean, I don't have any assets. I mean, I, I'm barely getting by. Are there people like that that don't need to worry about this? Uh, the answer is there's lots of people who don't have what they feel two dimes to rub together. Uh-huh. They feel they have no money. And they may be very correct. However, they still need a plan. Why? Because they never know what life has in store for them. Hmm. You heard about what my wife just said about the untimely death of her client. Well, there are many trucks that drive on the highway, big uh-huh. tractor trailers. And unfortunately, sometimes they tangle up with other vehicles on the highway. And if you happen to be in a little tiny car, you could be a statistic. Okay. And if you leave behind a wife and a couple of children, but you have no money, and you're a young person, um, there is a way to get lost income, future income, Mm. through a lawsuit to protect Mm -hmm. the wife, the widow now, and the children that are now, they have no father. Mm -hmm. Uh, There could be a sizable, sizable amount of money in that estate that, they never thought they would ever see. Hmm. So, for that reason, an estate plan or a will is essential. There's another good reason. There are assets that people have that they don't particularly think of as an asset, but it's their family, especially their children. Hmm. Um, If something happens to mom and dad before the children reach the age of majority, which is usually around 18, Uh someone needs to care for them. Someone needs to care for them physically and if it's a wrongful death action that Al just talked about, there might be a sizable recovery in dollars. Someone needs to care for them financially. Uh-huh. You need a document that tells the court who it is you want to raise your children, okay. who it is you want to care for them, raise them in the manner that you would, in the belief system that you want, mm. and not a belief system that the court would impose upon you. Okay, so... Basically, uh, the court is going to tend to look at more objective, secular things and not respect your values. Correct. In one of the jurisdictions that I was licensed in back east, I'm still licensed there, but I don't practice there anymore, um, the people that were appointed to care for your children's finances were a rotating list of attorneys. Hmm. The court doesn't take into consideration, in most cases, your belief system Mm -hmm. uh, when it's uh, appointing someone to care for your children. So it's important that each of us have some document, a will, that says, should something happen to me while my children are still young, these are the people I want the court to give my children to to be raised. So basically, someone listening today says, you know, I've got a big family. Some of them follow traditional Native American practices. Maybe this individual's on the reservation. But some of those family members may not have as much in the way of financial resources, but they're strong people 
you value their principles, you want your kids raised with those kind of uh, uh, cultural values. But, you know, there's some other family members on paper, they may look like a better fit, <laughs> but they don't maybe even uh, care to identify with those native roots. So a court may look and say, well, these folks have a nicer house. They've got more means. Is that the kind of things that a court would look at? It would look at that, yes. And if you don't have a document, they don't even have that to look at. So they're kind of left adrift uh-huh. as to how you wanted your children to be raised. So then they go what they consider, what the court considers to be the best alternative, which may not have been one that you wanted to have. Wow. So we're talking about wills. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I see discussions about wills, someone likes to stick this other thing, wills and trusts. Mm -hmm. Why is that always thrown into the equation? Uh, Sometimes I think people think we're trying to confuse them, but (laughs) um, and sometimes I think we succeed at that. Um, A will is a basic essential document. Everybody needs to have one, period. Um, Each of us need to have one. The other document's called a revocable living trust, and Mm -hmm. those are important when you have an asset that's real property, dirt. It is a means of avoiding probate, which is a long, boring process. takes a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, to go through probate in many states. It's several years in order to be able to turn assets over to your family members. If you have a trust, you avoid the probate process. Mm. Uh, trust is a separate document, and I liken it to a box So you set a trust up, Mm -hmm. it's an empty box, I take property and place it into the box by changing the names on the deed. It's it's a very simple process, Uh attorneys do it all the time. When something happens to you, the things that are in that box are distributed without going through probate and they can be start to be distributed in about four months after your death as opposed to two or three years. Okay. The other issue is if you have property in different areas of the country, different mm-hmm. states, different places, with the will, you need to open probate in each state that you have mm. real property. With the trust, one trust, no probate, uh, no matter how many states you have property in. Okay. So the trust would be, it sounds like it's essential for someone who has a lot of assets, especially in multiple jurisdictions. Especially real estate, yes. Okay. Okay. Now, someone's listening to the show, and Al, you mentioned some statistics that uh, seem surprising to me about a percentage of people that do and don't have wills in America. What, what were those figures? The basic percentage is 70% of the population fails to avail themselves of the legal documents, such as a will or revocable trust, that will have their plans in writing to protect their loved ones or their favorite charities. They don't take that time and that effort to put that together the government will decide where those assets are going to go. Wow. So uh, 70%. 70%. That's the recent research, yes. yes. Okay, let's uh, bring this down then, because uh, 7 out of 10 of my listeners, if they're representative of the population, are listening to this show, and they're saying, these folks, if they're right, and uh, 
and and I know you. I've interacted <laughs> with you over the years, and uh, I believe that you've got some uh, credibility. I've seen you working in this realm because I don't know how you do it, but I've worked with a number of uh, nonprofit organizations, partnering and. Uh, video and radio production, and it seems like I'm always seeing you guys. <laughs> Do you have a special interest in television and radio, or did you just end up with some of these groups? To be honest with you, I got very interested in this topic of estate planning in my own personal life when my mother okay, uh, named me as the executor of her will. She named me as her power of attorney, for not only finances, but power of attorney for health care. I got a real wake-up call when my mom, in her documents, drafted by another attorney, not my wife, uh, said that I was going to inherit money from her IRA, or Individual Retirement Account. Mm -hmm. Well, my wife was an attorney at that point, and I knew what the dollar amount was, and roughly, ballpark figures, was about $70,000. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, now, before you cash that check, because the, I was going to get this from the, uh, you know, IRA, she says, you better call our accountant. I said, this is my inheritance. Why do I need to call my accountant? She says, she knows me. Uh-huh. And she knows that I would maybe take the information better from my accountant than I might from my own wife, even though she's a, an attorney, a state planning attorney. Profit in their own country. Is yes. Not <laughs> so I said, all right, I'll call him. And I called the uh, accountant and I said, uh, Larry, I just got this check for approximately $70,000. And uh, my wife says I should talk to you about what I need to do, whether I deposit all this or what I do. And he says, okay, let me... Uh, think about this for a minute and he has a calculator on his desk and all i hear is this calculator going for second after second minute after minute Mm -hmm. and i know that as that calculator is running that means more money that's costing me by the time he's done he basically said al you need to send approximately thirty thousand dollars of that seventy thousand back to the irs that's the tax bite Really? That I had uh, really, and I said, Larry, why? He says, because it's IRD. I said, what is IRD? You're going to have to hold it. I'll hold it. You got our interest, but <laughs> we're out of time in this segment. I know you guys aren't going away. If you're tuning in right now, don't go away because a lot more practical information coming up from Al and Bonnie Navarro, things that can make a difference for you, your financial health, and your families. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. My name is Florence A.Q. For lunch today, I had grilled chicken and squash. I am Zuni Indian, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. My name is D. Dakota Denesosi. I turned the TV off and took my nieces and nephews for a walk. We saw two jackrabbits, an eagle, and zero cartoons. I'm from the Dene Nation, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. 
Science has proven that if we lose as little as 10 pounds by walking briskly for 30 minutes, five days a week, and make healthier food choices, we can prevent diabetes. My name is Barbara Akisakbuk Curtis. I'm losing weight and being more active. I am Alaskan Inupiaq Eskimo, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. For more information on how to prevent diabetes, talk to your health care provider. For free materials, call the National Diabetes Education Program at 1-800-438-5383 and ask for the power to prevent diabetes. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Meryl Streep. Over the years, I have played some characters you could call controlling, but the truth is there's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can colorectal cancer. It affects men and women, and it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., which is astounding, considering it's almost entirely preventable. Here's how. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. For me, screening was simple and quick. It was no big deal, except for the huge sense of relief you feel afterwards. There are several tests that you can choose from. If you're 50 or older, you should talk to your doctor. Decide which one's right for you. Take control. Do everything you can to prevent colon cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose. Across from me, Al and Bonnie Navarro, they're telling us how we can make a difference when it comes to helping our families actually Really, looking out for the assets that we have. Even if you don't think you have anything, there may be something in your future, whether it's uh, as a result of a catastrophic death or something else that could actually expand the uh, wealth of your estate. That's what we've been hearing about. And if you've been tuning into the show, seven out of ten of you statistically do not have a will. We're learning about Al's uh, personal story. Al, when we broke away from the show... If I can just recap for a moment, you mentioned your mother, when she passed away, had uh, named you in her will. She had some $70,000 in an IRA and a retirement account. And uh, you get this check for 70000 and your accountant has some bad news. Bring us uh, back into the story. My accountant was working on the calculator for a few minutes, and he said to me, Al, don't spend that $70,000 check. I said, but Larry, it's my inheritance from my own mother. He says, no, Al. He says, you have to send almost half of that check to the IRS to pay for the taxes. I said, what? He said, I thought there were no taxes on inheritance. He says, well, he says, unfortunately, this is what's called income with respect to a decedent. Fancy language for my mother put this money away without paying any taxes because it was in a qualified retirement plan. Uh-huh. So therefore, when the money comes out, whether my money, whether my mother withdraws it when she's living, she would then have to pay tax mm-hmm. on it, the withdrawal, mm-hmm. or if it's sent out in a lump sum to one of her beneficiaries. I was just one. My brother got the same amount, and my son and my brother's son got 
amounts from this IRA. So it's okay. a good size IRA. Uh-huh. But what I found out is that money that I inherited gets added to my gross income for my family. So okay. I was an optometrist back then, uh-huh. and my income, uh, I was quite blessed, was uh, good. Uh-huh. My wife was an attorney. She had her own practice. So now we add another 70000 on top, and that pushes up it, us into a higher tax bracket, and there's where most of the inheritance went. It went to the government. Okay. Now, one thing I learned from that is people need to know these kind of things rather than learn like I did with lumps on the head. Uh-huh. Take my advice. It's better to give to charity funds in a qualified retirement plan. Why? Because a charity pays zero tax okay. under our tax system. Okay. Um, and my mom didn't do that kind of planning with her attorney. Her attorney didn't really cover that. Mm-hmm. So if you have any charity that you love, okay, whether it's a hospital or whether it's a school, um, faith-based charity, whatever it might be, there's the place to take the funds. And it's simple. You don't even have to put it in your will. What do you mean? You don't have to put it in your will. There is a document that is called... Beneficiary Designation Form. Beneficiary Designation Form. And how does that work, Bonnie? You just uh, get the form from whoever's your IRA, your retirement fund custodian, Uh and it will ask you when you are no longer alive, where do you want those funds to go? And you write in the beneficiaries of the IRA. If it's your family, understand that it will be taxed. It will be added to their income. Mm-hmm. If it goes to a charity, it goes income tax free. It's a great way to spread your wealth mm-hmm. amongst uh, some charities. And then you leave the other assets that have already had tax paid on them. Your bank account, your um, investment portfolio, if you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to have one, uh, your real estate, you leave that to your family because mm-hmm. that does not incur income tax when they inherit it. Okay. So hypothetical example. Let's say someone um, saw the doctor and uh, the doctor had this ability that none of us have, but some of us like to think we have. And uh, the doctor says you have one month to live. And in this case, the doctor was right. So this person says, I've got a month to live. I've got 100000 in my retirement account. And uh, should they do something? Should they take all that out and pay tax on it if they've got wealthy uh, 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 family members? Or is I, I'm just, I, I know I'm, I'm giving you a kind of a hypothetical situation, but is, is there another option to deal with that situation? Depending on what they want to do with the money. Um, if they like our government and they want to increase the coffers of the government, Uh then they name individuals because while you think your family is going to get the significant portion of that money in your retirement fund, the odds are the government's going to get more than your family will. Okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm hearing the point. So basically what the message is, if someone is going to give to charity, use those funds that have some tax liability associated with it. And that's exactly what happened with Al's mom when he was talking to you about that. The attorney had set it up almost backwards. Uh. He had um, given the IRA monies 
to the family members, the sons and the grandsons, and then her other accounts, like her bank accounts, uh. that's where he left gifts to the charity. And what he wound up doing was decreasing the funds that the family got, uh-huh. uh, whereas if he had done it the other way, if he had made the IRA funds go to the charities, the kids and the grandkids would have had more money in their pockets. Wow. And the government would have had less. Now, I know if a lot of my listeners are like me, they're saying, boy, if we could just have you guys come into <laughs> our home, you know, for maybe an hour or so, we could we could really get a lot of this, especially if we could play it back whenever we wanted. And I understand there actually is such a resource. You have a, a DVD that educates people on this. Is that right? Yes, we do. And it's available through Hope Channel. And uh, I think I've already given you that uh, website and the phone number. Well, you've done it on a previous show, okay. so we've, we've got to get it out in this, uh, in this program. All right. The uh, website is www.hopetv.org. That's H-O-P-E-T-V yep. dot O-R-G. So if I go to hopetv.org, I mean, there, I'm sure there's all kinds of information there. How am I going to find out about this DVD? There's a spot on there, I believe, that will, you know, say about the DVD if they want to order it. And as I said, it can be had for just shipping and handling. I think it's $9, something like that, shipping and handling. Okay. Um, The phone number to call, if you prefer, to talk Mm -hmm. to an individual is 888. Okay. So it's a toll-free number, 888-339-7526. And they're the numbers for plan so okay let me see if i've got this right al 888-339 then the word plan 7526 comes out to plan 7526 okay that's that's the hope channel planned giving department and you know for some of your listeners you said it would be nice to have somebody come into their home and explain some of these Uh things many charities have planned giving departments and many of the plan giving officers are willing to come out and talk to individuals, or at least talk to them on the phone and give okay. them the information. People who had a question for me, let's say, and mm-hmm. uh, they called Hope Channel, there's no charge for that. Oh, okay. So uh, we've talked a little bit about Hope Channel on a previous mm-hmm. show with you, but since we've mentioned it again, and you know, every show's got to stand on its own, just tell us in a nutshell what Hope Channel is all about. Hope Channel is a family program what I call it. It's interested in topics such as health. Mm -hmm. It's interested in children's programming. Okay. And it's interested in financial health. So it has a a broad scope of programs. Okay. And so basically, this is a commercial-free programming. Yes, it is. And so it's viewer-supported, viewer-funded. Entirely. If someone likes Hope Channel, they'll say, I want to remember that as part of my legacy correct and they could just get on the phone and say i want to speak to al navarro absolutely that easy call that 888 number Mm -hmm. what is it 339-339-7526-7526 and you'll help them actually will you even help people make a will or is that something else there's better news even on the hope channel website Uh uh-huh under the planned giving page we have a complete estate planning help system we have videos that they can just watch and play that talk about what a will will do what a power of attorney does what an executor is things like that so it'll help you through it and you can actually plan it on the website you can set up a password protected 
secure account and you can put information in there, then you have two options. You can either look at the uh, whole country and pick a, an attorney who specializes in estate planning, mm-hmm. and then you can either print this information out and take it to the attorney okay. it's in your neighborhood, or you can give the attorney the password that you have you know, set this account up in, mm-hmm. and the attorney can access it that way. So it's lots of resources right on the website. Now, what happens if someone says, boy, this sounds like a great resource. I've never heard of the Hope Channel. Or if they have heard of the Hope Channel, uh, maybe they don't want to give any money to the Hope Channel. They don't have to give any money to the Hope Channel. You mean they can use your device and not give you guys a penny? Not a penny. Wow. Bonnie, you're the lawyer. What do you think of this? Is this a a wise uh, thing for them to be doing at Hope Channel? I think it's absolutely imperative that people know that that service is out there and that they take advantage of it. Wow. And Hope Channel isn't the only charity that has that capability. Many other charities have those estate planning uh, tools on their website. Okay. HopeTV.org. Yes. Wow. Thanks for the great information, guys. We have got to run. We've got more coming up in today's edition of American Indian Living. We've got some other great guests lined up. Don't you go away. More that will make a difference as far as your whole person health. I'm Dr. DeRose. We will be right back. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. I'm Karen, and two very important people in my life, my husband and my father, have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a type of irregular heartbeat. People with AFib are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without AFib. Talk with a healthcare professional today about your risk and learn how to manage AFib to prevent a stroke. Visit stroke.org slash AFib to learn more. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 
1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose, we're continuing a show that we're broadcasting, pre-recording actually, at the venue of ASI, the International Convention being held in 2015. It's the month of August in Spokane, Washington. Across from me now is Mark LaVenture. Mark, you've been heading up an operation called Country Life Natural Foods for quite some time. How long has it been now? Well, leading out for 18 years. Wow. Altogether, been involved with the ministry 22 years. Okay. Country Life Natural Foods. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we uh, we supply a full range of natural products, nuts, dried fruits, pastas, beans, juices, seasonings, uh, soy products, and uh, lots of things that will support people in their striving for better health and better diet in their home. Mm-hmm. Lots of things that help people cook from scratch at home, but, but also some ready-to-eat products as well. Now, Country Life Natural Foods... I know as a household word to many of my listeners. I know. I was just on a trip. I was close to where you're based. You're based in Michigan, right? Yes. I was speaking at a university there actually just a few days ago. And when I arrived, as is often my practice when I'm traveling, I head to the grocery store. And they had a natural food section. And there I see it, Country Life Natural Foods, this. And then I actually bought some of your granola there in this uh, in this market. So... You're getting your products out there in, in retail establishments, right? Yes, correct. We have a lot of good uh, small health food stores that carry our products. Uh, we also really f- specialize quite a bit in getting food right to people's homes. Well, that's one of the exciting things. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we uh, we operate a fleet of seven trucks ourselves, and then the distributor has three others. So we have about ten trucks on the road on a weekly basis. And we cover the mid-central states of, of the United States, and we go right to people's home for a fairly small minimum order. And that way people can either individually, as a family, they you know, make up their list and, and order what would be necessary. But the uh, thing that happens most often is two or three, four or five families get mm-hmm. together and collectively place their order at the same time. That enables them to save quite a bit on the shipping and logistics of getting it right to their home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great service. I know when my wife and I lived in Oklahoma, she said, you know, the least expensive place that I can get these natural foods is from Country Life. And so she was, uh, you know, talking with other people, and there was a group of them that would put in an order, just like you mentioned. Yes. And then your truck would come out there and just uh, deliver the stuff. Yes. Yes, we enjoy doing that. We're one of the few distributors that will will do that. And then we have another segment where we utilize the services of UPS mm-hmm. or the Postal Service for mm-hmm. boxes that are shipped to people's homes nationwide. Now, right now we're in California, and I know your trucks don't uh, don't go out that far, right? Right, we don't with our own trucks, but we utilize the the services that are available by UPS and Postal. Right, and I, I know we've—I'm uh, pretty sure we've gone that route as well. But definitely, the the real uh, money-saving option is when you're in that. How far? What is your range? What states do you cover? Well, the southwest end, say Oklahoma, okay. up, up through those states—Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin—down through Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, 
Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So you don't go into Florida. We don't go into Florida. No. Okay. And then the northeastern United States, you don't Not go up yet. there. We're exploring that. Oh, okay. You go out into Ohio or? Ohio, yes. A little West Virginia, a little North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, Georgia, Alabama. Okay, okay. So maybe half of the U.S. I'm just doing some 15 quick or 18 math. states. Oh, yeah. it is? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't uh, calculate yeah. too yeah. well. But yeah. the bottom line is you've got natural food products. And are some of these things that you actually make right there at your. Uh, is it a, a, it's not really a factory, is it, that you well, have? Well, we or? do manufacture a couple of things. You mentioned purchasing our granola, uh-huh. and that was kind of the history and the roots of the beginning of our organization where we bake granola right on site. Okay, you do that right and, there. And uh, we do a couple of different flavors, and then we blend up nuts and dried fruits into what's called trail mixes mm-hmm. and package those up in various sizes. We do a... Um, cookie mix, a burger mix, a waffle mix, and these are dry mixes where the cook at home would take the mix and add water and and oil usually to those recipes and bake them up. And so, But those are the few things that we consider we manufacture. The rest of what we do are other uh, companies' products that we bring to our warehouse and then distribute from there. Okay, and you're getting them in, in huge uh, bulk quantities Correct. so that you can yeah. get some, some great pricing. Right. Well, you know, what, what's exciting to me about, uh, about your whole operation is really what you're doing is you're making these natural foods available. And I know people throughout Indian country, a lot of them are getting reconnected with their cultural heritage where mm-hmm. these simple plant-based foods were staples in their diets. Mm-hmm. And that's our whole focus, the plant-based diet and seeing the benefit that that brings to people in their their health, physically, mentally, spiritually, the whole gamut of life is helped by a plant-based diet. Now, do you hear from your customers as far as their health? Does anyone call up and say they're actually uh, making improvement in their health as a result of your foods? I'm not on the phone every day with customers, but from our office staff, we hear reports regularly, daily, I would say. Really? Where they uh, just appreciate the, uh, oh, by the way, I've lost X number of pounds, or I was able to get, you know, this uh, disease situation turned around in my life. And one that we have focused a lot with is the the diabetic situation that people are facing. Uh Uh-huh. And so uh, just simple plant-based diet approach and utilizing simple things that uh, most people could enjoy, but just the simple beans and whole grains that that do quite a, a great job in, in stabilizing blood sugar, as you know, as a physician, the right, benefits right. of that. No, I mean, one of the things we consistently recommend when we're speaking to people with diabetes is eat more of those traditional uh, First Nation foods. And even if someone doesn't have native roots, like you mentioned, uh, those beans are powerful foods. They have cholesterol-lowering properties. They actually uh, help to stabilize the blood sugar. So it's just uh, just really amazing. Mm-hmm. People who grew up close to the land, they grew their own beans. Many folks are not in a position to do that. What I mean, just to give us an idea, I mean, beans are pretty inexpensive 
in, you know, just a regular grocery store, is it really worth someone's time and effort to order beans through Country Life Natural Foods? Some of what we would say in that way have a, a little bit of an advantage where we carry, for the most part, all of our beans are organically grown. Oh, okay. So if you're looking and for so, organic, right. non-GMO right. products, that's what you carry. Right. Okay. Right. And they are inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, a five-pound bag would go a long way for even a medium-sized family. Okay. Uh, some of our customers will buy the beans in 25-pound bags, and that's something where it would be another little advantage of, uh-huh. of our operation because we do offer the bulk sizes, which then brings the price per pound down significantly. So just, I mean, there's all kinds of different beans. I don't know how many different beans you carry, right? Mm-hmm. But give us an idea of... Um, Let's say, uh, do you know prices right off the top of your head? What are, what are we talking about for a five-pound bag of beans? Boy, Any idea? Under ten dollars. Hundred and ten dollars. Uh, under under oh, ten. Under ten dollars. Yeah, I think. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, basically, yeah. you can get a just about any kind of bean for a pretty yeah, reasonable price. Pretty reasonable price. And they may even be some of those beans that are hard to find otherwise. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. So basically, you've got the beans. You've got the granola that you make yourself. You've got uh, soy milks. Do you carry those? We still? do. We have a full line of soy milks, both dry powders and the liquid milks. Okay. And uh, one that's very popular lately is almond milk. Okay. A lot of uh, motor stores are starting to carry that. And uh-huh. Although we, we have a good supply of soy as well. Okay. So the almond milks you have just as a, a fluid beverage or yes. you have it uh, in the powder? It's so. not in the powder form. Okay. So there's a lot of different options. So if someone's interested in finding out some of the things that are available at Country Life Natural Foods, how do they do that? best way is online to go to our website, which is the initials of Country Life Natural Foods. So the website is www.clnf.org. Okay, Country Life Natural Foods, right, C-L-N-F dot O-R-G. Correct, right. And uh, I, I'm just wanting to give our, our listeners a little bit more of a feel, Mark, for some of the life-changing stories that you have the pro- privilege of hearing. You hear about people losing weight, they're using more of your products. Uh, anything else that generates a lot of enthusiasm from your customers? Well, there was one story that... Uh really touched our heart. There was a guy who started coming to cooking classes. He uh, had multiple problems, including being on a uh, heart transplant waiting list. Okay. His uh, doctor had really struggled with stabilizing all of his issues for years, Mm -hmm. but as he started attending our classes, changing his diet, uh, first thing his wife mentioned was that, wow, he's sleeping through the night, and Mm. Therefore, I'm sleeping through the night. So both husband okay. and wife benefited okay. from his uh, the changes that he was experiencing. And uh, his life continued with positive changes to where he lost 60 pounds or so. His doctor took him off some of the meds that he was on for, for blood pressure mm-hmm. and blood sugar issues. He uh, eventually was re- taken off the heart transplant list. Really? And uh, went on to live quite quite a number of years longer in good good health and wow and it was from eating yeah. the very kind of foods that you 
sell at your establishment? He lived within uh, eight or ten miles from our location. Okay. And so he would come down, and he actually was the cook for his family. Was he? And so he was quite a creative chef-type adventurous person, and Uh he would try all kinds of recipes. He made his own soy milk and and uh, would try oat burger mixes and just plant-based diet and he just responded he's like a just a poster child for okay the willingness to make some changes and the enjoyment that he got out of it his, his whole countenance lit up when uh-huh. he would uh, start enjoying things that he had never tried before now you've mentioned something a couple of times that i think it has likely raised a few eyebrows. You mentioned something called oat burgers. You have some kind of a mix that's designed to replace hamburgers? We do. We have, we call it sesame oat burger mix. Okay. Uh, we sell it in a five-pound box, quite reasonable. It makes quite a number of burgers, and uh-huh. you would basically mix with water and uh, form it into patties and bake it in the oven. And really? Very very popular item for us. Wow. People enjoy it as a, as a substitute for the regular uh, meat-based hamburger. Boy, I think we're going to have to try those out. Yeah. Mark, one more time. Your website? www.clnf.org. Mark LaVenture, President of Country Life Natural Foods. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, David. We've got to run. We've got one more segment coming up. We've got a great segment on music and what it can do for your healing. Don't go away. We will be right back with more from ASI 2015. I'm Dr. DeRose. Stay tuned. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once, there's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. We are here to say a word about cancer. When you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, be positive. Be supportive. That's it. Stop right there. Don't start telling them about your Uncle Vern. Or the next door neighbor. Don't be grim. Try not to disappear either. Don't cross to the other side of the street. Don't stop calling. Don't cry. Don't ever say you're living my worst nightmare. You know who you are. Here's the important part. Be positive. Be positive. Say positivo. Say these words. You will do great. Keep calling. Check in. Be a friend. Or be a new friend. Be a supportive. Positive friend. Smile. Try not to be afraid. Or act afraid. Fear is not useful. Be a funny, hopeful human being. If you come across cancer, let it transform you into your most positive self. And inspire. Urge. 
fortify, rally, encourage someone to do great. This message brought to you by Cancer Survivors. For more information, to hear stories or share your own, visit DoGreatCampaign.com. Do great. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. We're in our final segment of today's edition of the show. Across from me, another amazing guest. I've got Alessandra Sorace. Alessandra, great to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you have a very unique work that you do. It's designed to focus on healing. Tell us a little bit about the interesting healing work that you have. Well... I believe that music is an incredible tool to be able to heal our souls and our bodies in ways that words can't. You know, words can reach the mind, and they can change the way we think, but music can change the way not only that we think, but also the way that we feel and the the ways that our bodies respond to it. It's really an incredible asset. Now, I heard an amazing story about you actually being involved with a project called Pathways to Health. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what Pathways is and how you got involved. Pathways to Health was an incredible experience for me personally, and I'm sure for many of the other patients and volunteers. What it was was a it was a whole medical clinic that they had for the residents um, of different cities. They tour in different cities, and they, they provide free medical health care. Um, on a volunteer basis, and, and it's really a great thing. And I was able to um, help in the surgery department, and I was shadowing a couple surgeries, and I would sing for the patients while they were getting their surgeries, and it was just amazing to see how music influenced them. They would come in scared and some of them crying, okay. and by the time they were done with the surgery and after I had sung songs to them, then they were leaving with peace and they were happy uh-huh. and they were they were glad and they were they were and they were at peace and it was just amazing to see how that changed their demeanor and their their state of being now this is exciting and now someone listening they say well here's someone you know a music professional you have a number of of cds out right that you've recorded yes and so you're a you know experienced recording artist someone is saying well here's someone you know probably a young lady in her mid-20s or something like that but uh, but how old are you exactly? I'm 16. You're 16. Yes. You're out there involved in healing using music to help heal people. Yes. Now, you have other aspirations, though. You're, you're happy to, to sing for people undergoing uh, procedures in a medical free medical clinic. Yes. But you have some other ideas where you want to go with this music uh, ministry or work. Tell us yes. about it. Well, um, I guess you could say when I grow up. <laughs> um, when I grow up, I would love to become a doctor. And through medicine, I long to heal the body. And through music, I would love to heal the soul. Because I believe that those can work hand in hand very beautifully. No, I mean, this is just great, uh, great what you're sharing with us. Now, you know, I didn't come prepared to just pull in a, a music clip. Now, we're here in an exhibit area. And I'm thinking totally out of the box, Alessandra. This, right. this might not be appropriate, but um, you know, sometimes we get some weird interference. If there's electronic gadgets, I mean, that's why my cell phone is is off because mm-hmm. sometimes you have a cell phone close by, you'll have some uh, extraneous sounds that are picking up on the on the air. Yeah. And even with a cell phone, we can't just start playing a musical track. Yeah. Definitely. But um, 
Here's the question I'm asking, and I'm, and I'm giving you that background for that reason. Are you able in this setting just to give us a little a cappella song that would give people a feel for what you do? Sure. How about I sing first part of it as well? Okay, please do that for us. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is Beautiful. I could see if I were anxious, awaiting a surgical procedure, that that would help me relax. It's a message of hope. It is. And uh, it's exciting to me that uh, that you've got this vision at 16 years of age. I mean, most (laughs) 16-year-olds are not thinking about how they can use soothing music as a healing agency mm-hmm. in a free medical clinic. I mean, how did this happen? Um, well, are you talking about this trip? This yeah, time, uh, yeah. well, I was in there, and there was a patient. The first patient that I saw was uh, was very scared. It wasn't going well, so they asked me to sing, and I kept doing that. Okay. <laughs> so mean- every patient that would come in, they would um, they would ask me to sing for them, and and that was that was a huge blessing. I wasn't counting on it, but uh-huh. it turned out it turned out really great. So so they knew that they had a a musician here. They did. That was um that was talented and could could help in that way. Well, I'm glad that they could use me. Now you actually, since I mentioned you know your CDs, I know uh, probably a year or two ago. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, right? Um. Well, I sang my first solo when I was. Four, and then I started touring when I was eight, and then I started touring with my CDs when I was 14, so two years ago. Okay. Well, I know somewhere along the way, my daughter, who's uh, now 22, mm-hmm. I guess she met you, she heard you sing, wh- whatever it was, and she brought one of your CDs home, and nice. we said, wow, this is really remarkable. <laughs> well, um, you, you really have a talent. We're glad that you're using that to make a difference in people's lives. Thank you. I guess one of the questions is because, you know, in Indian country, music is very close to the heart of, of Native people. Yeah. And many times in the culture today, certain styles of music are labeled uh, as not popular. And it may be mm-hmm. traditional Native American music. I know mm-hmm. a lot of your music is uh, more of a, I would say, a a traditional kind of healing type music, uh, if we want to use that terminology. A lot of kids your age might say, that's not the music that I'm used to listening to. And I can think of many of our our Native youth that are listening. They say, I may like Mm -hmm. Native flute. There may be people in my tribe that appreciate that. But um, a lot of my friends in the secular high school I'm at, they don't appreciate what I do. Mm -hmm. Do you have a message for people when you have a talent with a, uh, a specific type of music, maybe other kids don't value that. What would you tell them? Mm. 
Well, music is very broad, and it can be used in many ways. But what makes music so important is that it can reach us in ways that words can't, like I've said. So words can reach the mind, but music reaches a soul. And it can reach in ways that can heal, and it prepares us, and it can inspire us. So it's a message that's, that's such a powerful tool that, if used correctly, can do an enormous amount of good, you know? Um, so to me, music is a way of helping us to become the best person that we can be, you know, to help mm-hmm. us grow. And so that's, that's my goal is to be able to inspire people and to create, not only to create healing, but to inspire them to take that idea and run with it and do the same. Wonderful. So you're, when you choose a song to sing, you're thinking not only about the beautiful melody, right. but you're thinking about the words. What are people going to take away from it? What are they going to hear in the words that they're going to say, you know what, that's going to help me change my life, or that's going to help me do something to help change somebody else's life? So how did you get inspired to have this type of, I mean, many people would call it a ministry. Right. How, how did you get, I mean, from four years of age? How, yeah. Was, Tell us about that. What was behind it? Well, um, really, I didn't expect it to turn out this way. I mean, I was just like every other kid. And, and I mean, I still am. But I love being able to do something good for other people. Uh-huh. And since music was what I had to be able to use it, I've uh, a lot of my friends will tell you that this is my motto is if you're going to do something, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. So that's what I'm striving to do right now. Well, it definitely seems like you're doing it. You're traveling (laughs) all over. You're encouraging people. Whether it's a free clinic or a venue like this. How does someone get a hold of of your music? Do you have a website or what's the best way to do do. that? I do. You can go to my website. It's www.alessandrasarachi.com. That's A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-S-O-R-A-C-E. Okay, let me see if I got that, because that is not the easiest name to spell. It's not, unless you're Italian. Okay, so it's <laughs> A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-A? Yes. And then S-O-R-A-C-E? Dot com. Dot com. Correct. Okay. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me there to see where I'm going next for booking, concerts, special events, corporate events, all that kind of stuff. Wow. It's just great to meet you. Great to meet you, too. Okay. Thank you for having me on. That's Alessandra Sirace closing out this segment of American Indian Living with a powerful message, really. No matter how old you are, use the talents that you've got. It can make a difference in people's lives. You can be 16 years of age. You can be 86. But we've all got talents, don't we, Alessandra? Yes. Keep and up the good work. We can use them for the best to help the other people around us to grow. Tremendous, tremendous. We have got to run. But I'm Dr. David DeRose, closing out this show from Spokane, Washington, ASI 2015. Thanks for joining us. And as always, I'm Dr. DeRose wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Service.